Hello, and welcome back to Stern Chats, a podcast that brings you the untold stories of the NYU community. Today, we're going to be talking about small moments that have a big impact. And I'm joined here with Hedgy, who's a full-time MBA2, Uni, who's also a full-time MBA2, and Gowri, who's a full-time MBA1. Let's jump in. The inspiration for this episode is small moments, big impact. I'll just start by introing what made me think of it. When I was in the pandemic, and obviously a bunch of us were kind of low, I listened to this podcast about happiness. This podcast was talking about how it's not necessarily having the best companion or your best friend by your side the entire day that makes people happy. Obviously, that's part of it, but a lot of it is just like small moments. So the example this podcast gave was like a small moment with the person who you typically buy coffee from at the coffee shop. And if you just have one minute or less than one minute positive interaction with them, it is those small moments that add up to like having a big impact on your happiness quotient. So as we kind of look back on our time at Stern, three of us here are MBA twos and then one MBA one, we are becoming a little bit more sentimental about what some of those small moments that had a big impact are. I'm really excited to be talking about this today. I was thinking we could start by just going around the table and maybe talking about any small moments that really stood out to you guys, and then we can just let the conversation flow from there. So when I was thinking about this topic, it brought me back to like the first week that you're getting acclimated to campus. For me personally, I had been remote for my job two years. And so it feels weird to go from a fully remote job to then have every single hour be in person with someone from 8 a.m. essentially to 9 p.m. because those first weeks were just happy hours, meeting people, figuring out what clubs that you wanted to join, just like an overwhelming sensation. And I think the block that we... Layla and I were in the same block, and the block atmosphere of, like, just talking to people that you knew and recognized and immediately made you feel at home. And so I think that, for me, during that first week was really calming, of just, like, small moments that you interact with all the people in your block that you've met for just a week, but in a way, I feel like you've known a lot because you spent so much time with. And so that was a really calming effect. And really needed that over the course of the first semester because your block ends up being so many people that you interact with. And being able to recognize those familiar faces on a sea of 300 people is really, really helpful. What about you, Hedgie? Um, When I was also thinking about this topic, I think something that I appreciated about people at Stern is that they really do come to the table with the best intentions uh, for themselves as well as for you. Something that I remember distinctly was I was in my MCA study group and as we might have all experienced, we did mock behavioral interviews. And I feel like at times when you go about your day to day and you ask for someone's feedback, they're like, oh, it was good or no, it was okay," And you kind of move on. But the friend Ishang, hello, gave specific pointers on like how one particular story worked, one particular story might not have worked. What about it that um, was good or bad or what about the delivery? And I think it was that moment where I felt we're going for similar positions. We're going for 
um, the same industry, yet here you are sitting next to me, really being genuine about the feedback you want to give me just because you also want me to succeed in my efforts. And I think that's something I've realized time and time again with people at Stern, whether it's casing, behavioral prep, homework and whatnot, like they really do care for your well-being and how you succeed with your goals. That's something I've been really grateful for as I've gone throughout my time at Stern. It's so interesting you say that because last year I took a data science class and I would not really had any exposure to data science. It was kind of like leaving my comfort zone. A lot of the times I needed clarity. I needed a sounding board. I just needed a little bit of help. Every Wednesday at 10 a.m., Alan, who is also an MBA two full time and a close friend of mine, would meet me in the lounge and just spend time answering any and all of my questions. He could have gone home. His classes were done for the day. He really didn't need to be there. There are a slew of other things he could have been doing. Maybe some people would call that friendship, but like our friends are busy too. He was so invested in my success and my ability to understand what was going on in that class. And it really helped me. It really, really helped me. Yeah, I, so in a similar vein, another distinct memory I have is with my dear friend who is sitting next to me, Uni, um, we went to the LA Trek together put on by EMSA. And it was maybe the last day where we've gone through about six different companies. We've heard representatives, we've heard from alumni who are at those companies. And I remember just having a slew of thoughts. I came into the MBA thinking I'd pivot into the entertainment and media industry at a particular sector of that entertainment and media industry. And Korean entertainment. Yes, Korean, international, <laughs> like shows, dramas, movies, etc. I have recommendations. Yes. If anybody has, anybody wants to listen. But yes, I, I also have recommendations. This. But yeah, and so I had... Also then, at that point, it was the afternoon, I'd gotten out of lunch from someone I met at Apple TV. What she had told me also added to like these whirlwind of thoughts. And so Unia and I were sitting on the second floor of this building. I just kind of laid it all out on her. I was like, this is what this person said. These are the things that we've heard together. I don't think it's going to work because of XYZ reasons. She took a moment to listen, genuinely listen. And then she told me, I don't think you're interested in this industry or as passionate about this industry as you thought you were. And I think that honest and blunt comment made me, number one, realize how intently she was listening to what I was saying and like piecing it all together. And then secondly, it gave me a sense of resolution and realization that, yes, I have an interest in watching Korean dramas and feeling proud of certain content that have done really well, but then maybe I really am not passionate about wanting to go into this industry or doing the work that is required. And so that allowed me to pivot away from that. And it's made me reshape how I want to do the rest of my Stern career and find different ways of incorporating Korea into my career. I was really grateful for that experience. I feel like both of you have done a lot of travel with the MBA program. That's really cool. I'm doing my first DBI in January. I'm super excited going to Costa Rica. When you're pulled out of the Stern environment and put into a different environment, like the LA Trek or an SSP or DBI, I think inherently you're presented with like new situations. Do you guys have any memories from that where you felt particularly supported or memories or anything that you would want to reflect on? 
So for both the LA track and the Nepal trip that I did at an SSP where we supported a tea company in doing their go-to-market launch, and it was with a group of five MBAs, I roomed with two great people. One of them was Hedgy for the LA track. And from Nepal, I roomed with Kirsten Abel, who was a year above. And I didn't really get to know my MBA twos that well, other than that SSP. And Kirsten and I became so much closer after that trip. And Hedgy and I were already close, but we became closer. Just like the camaraderie of being in a different country. And like we would debrief every night after coming back and being like, what happened through the day? And just like that feeling of hanging out with a friend and just like decompressing. For Kirsten, I just learned a lot about, she came from a nonprofit background, which is something I have very little experience in. My parents are not in the nonprofit sector, but we have such shared life experiences and such a similar perspective in how we think about and move through the world. She is from Iowa. I grew up in New Jersey, was born in India, did not think we would have such similar perspectives on the world. And just being immersed in learning about that was so great from that trip. Yes, SSP is also a fond memory for me. I actually have two things I wanted to touch upon in terms of the SSP experience. So I went to Israel with Jade, Vignesh, and Nassim. Nassim is an MBA three at this point. And I think the first thing that I really appreciated about the entire SSP experience throughout the semester as well as the travel is just how much we had each other's backs. We would have these weekly meetings with um, a team in Israel. We were a team of four NYU students as well as a team of four um, executive MBA students from a university in Israel. And if someone couldn't make the meeting, someone was always available to take notes and give the download. That responsibility was really well shared. Even throughout the travel, that one week where we had to work together with the Israeli students, even if one person was done with their part of the deck or what they had to do, they would be like, how can I best help you to make sure you're in a good spot? And it was actually a very stressful time because a lot of what we had worked up to that point had to change last minute. And so I was feeling stressed. Jade was feeling stressed. There were particular dynamics going on with the entire team that just wasn't the happiest situation to manage. But then I think it was where the NYU team with Jade and Vignesh, they really came together. We really came together to be able to support each other through that. And then the second piece was before the actual week started, we went on a tour to the Nazareth area of Israel, which was the northern part. And thinking about us as a group, so I come from a Christian background. Jade is, I think, was raised Catholic, and then Vignesh is Hindu, and we're in Israel, the land of Judaism. So there's just so much crossing of different religions, ethnicities, backgrounds, upbringings, etc. And here we were like going on a, on a tour of the area where Jesus was born and he started out his ministry. And so I think in that moment, what was so interesting was to have these conversations about our faith and how he grew up. Vignesh told us about his kind of upbringing, how he might observe Hinduism. I talked about my faith background and how I was so excited to be there on this tour. And then Jade also popped in with her Catholic upbringing. And a lot of times religion and faith can be a very sensitive topic to talk about. But I think it was a time where we were really all honest with each other and I felt so safe talking about that. I think it was a time when we just learned so much about each other, not because not only because of the work we had to do and the the intensity behind it, but how 
three different people of all very different backgrounds in a land that has a separate background of its own. We were all able to come together. So I really, really did appreciate that moment. That is so powerful. And it's very true. I feel like a lot of the times people avoid topics of religion, politics, all of that, because it often, unfortunately, does lead to heated discussions that generally are not necessarily as positive as we would like. And with regards to the stressful iterations of the project, I feel like when you're like up against the clock and like everyone is so stressed, it really shows you who will come through for you. It's such a it's such a <laughs> test of character. Yeah. And everybody is their truest self when they're fully stressed out. I can't promise that was my best self in that moment. I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Yeah. One thing that, that this has kind of like led me to think about is something that Rich Handler talked about in one of our business law classes. He's our business law professor. And he said, anyone, no matter how big or small of an interaction you've had, if you valued that interaction, just take time to go get coffee with them. Don't let the year pass without setting up a coffee date with your friends. Even if they're that person who isn't your best friend. You know those people who like, maybe you haven't clocked the time, but you know that there's so much like friendship potential. You're fond of them. You just don't see them around that much. But two years is such a short amount of time. Like it goes by so quickly. It does. It just flies by. I think the beginning of the semester, my goal was to have a coffee or lunch with friends. And at least once a week, someone who I interacted with definitely failed on that goal but it's definitely going to be revived for next semester there's just so many of those people that there's not enough time in the day and even though our class at NYU is so small compared to other schools there's still so many people that I would love to go spend time with and I just haven't had the time it's like such a balance Layla after Rich Hendler told you guys this did you go get a coffee with someone I think I have gotten coffee with, yes, a few people who I otherwise haven't, but not, honestly, not necessarily as much as I'd like. I think it's one of those things where I've been in the same boat. I'm like, there's so many lunchtime events. I need a job. There's just like a lot of things that I've been prioritizing. And obviously, when you try and prioritize everything, nothing is really a priority. So it's been a bit tough. But that is definitely something that I want to do for next semester. That is a really good nugget from a professor, though. Professor Karen Brunner, she teaches a law and business class together. It's a mix. But the class is very much just about the fact that to be a good leader, you're supposed to be just human. And it's just like such a good underlying force of just be empathetic, talk to people, treat people the way you want to be treated. And for me, that was like a small moment of like, okay, I just need to be myself. I feel like I really like these nuggets from professors where it feels like a very minute thing that they say off the hand. It might not be the thesis of their class, but those little pieces where you get to see what their personality is, it's very helpful. It's also interesting because I feel like these are all things that we inherently know from a young age, like treat other people the way you want to be treated or however it might be. But then when we're like working or in school or whatever kind of situation we're in, somehow that doesn't always take precedent. It's not that we aren't treating people the way we want to be treated. It's just that maybe we're not prioritizing time with other people. Maybe we're not being our most vulnerable selves because we feel that this isn't the setting for that. So I think there is a lot of power in what professors and and even peers have said. I feel like I've gotten coffee chats with friends 
And half of it is just like pick their brain to be like, wow, you're such like an evolved person. Like, how do I be like you? (laughs) For me, I'm at the end of my first semester. Like I've just had my first last class today for accounting. I'm reflecting back on this experience and the relationships. And I don't know how you guys feel, but for me, the relationships I have here operate in this area between the friendships I had in undergrad and work. Because undergrad, it's like you're all living together. Everyone is so in each other's space. Obviously, we're friends because you live like two doors down from me and we're always hanging out. And then work is the opposite where you always have to have this level of separation from people because we're being professional. Plus, I graduated undergrad in 2021, so I've only ever worked virtually. I don't know if like in the before times people went out a lot with the people they work with, but I never had that experience. And now it's somewhere weirdly in between where we're not working together so we can be friends and have a degree of vulnerability that you can't have with people you work with. But also it's like class ends and everyone goes back to their lives. And we also live in a city where everyone's life is so their own. For me, next semester, I feel like if I struggle to reach out to people, it's going to be because I'm like, well, what are we? <laughs> like, what <was> our relationship? <laughs> like, we sat next to each other in class every week, and I really liked it, but, like, are we friends? Does Kinda that mean DTR we're friends? It. Yeah. It is. I do know exactly what you mean, where when you make friends as an adult, especially if it's through, like, a work setting or a professional setting, at some point you have to define. I had to do this with work friends where it's like, are we friends friends or are we just work friends and how much of my experience do I share and the the line does get really blurred here and I think for me the conclusion is it's just friends Mm -hmm. but I think it took the first semester was a little strange where you're everybody's still trying to put a facade on Mm -hmm. and then over time the two years I think people have all opened themselves up more slowly but there is definitely that blurred line of what is what is friendship in adulthood? I guess one thing that I'll say is I think you should never feel shy to ask someone to hang out because that is how friendships are developed. Someone has to initiate. It doesn't always happen, especially as an adult, as organically as it does when we're in other school experiences. So I think you kind of hit the nail on the head to be like, we're kind of in in this in-between, but the in-between can kind of be whatever you want it to be. You just have to decide what friendships you want to pursue. And I think that's like in life too, but I do think everyone's kind of spread out. We do need to be intentional about time and the way we hang out with our friends and when, because scheduling is so hard and all that. So always ask for a hangout sesh if you want it with any of your friends or potential friends yeah I, I mean I agree it's also just being mindful of like everybody just has the best intentions for you which is really nice about this program I couldn't rack my brain for a negative experience that I've had in like a small interaction with anybody at this program which is kind of amazing yeah I would say that I don't know it feels rare so I feel like that's pretty special um One thing that came to mind, I wanted to share this story earlier, but I just remembered it, which is like one of those small moments that had a big impact. And I think it's worth incorporating. I had this instance in fall ball last year where I, my shoe broke. 
okay? And I was wearing these heels. And whoever's familiar with heels, you might be able to envision this. But basically, like, the front strap, which kind of holds your foot down to the shoe, broke. So there was nothing holding my foot to the shoe. I couldn't walk. And this was maybe 45 minutes or an hour into fall ball. Now, these tickets are pricey. It's a very special venue. It's like a very exciting event, and it's not necessarily something that you want to miss. But then, of course, I had the shoe fiasco. So I stepped out, or I was on my way to step out to see, okay, is there any shoe store that's still open? And Jade... Again, clearly this is like a huge Jade fan club. If, if you're not friends with Jade, you should be. <laughs> but Jade joined me and she was like, no, I'm going to come with you. And I was like, no, Jade, why are you coming? Stay. I don't know how long this is going to take. There isn't anything right there. And she insisted on coming. Then she went to the coat room grabbed scotch tape, literal scotch tape, and helped me tape my shoe so that I could, like, walk to a shoe store. All the shoe stores were closed because it was, like, 9 p.m., so, like, everything had just closed. Anyways, we ended up getting me shoes. But it was just, like... That is amazing. Like, we we probably missed, like, 45 minutes of this party, and the party's only, what, three hours? Um... And I, I, the whole time I was like, Jade, like, please go back. Like, I feel so bad. Like, it's going to be fine. And at some point she was just like, in in the most kindest way possible, she was like, Layla, stop asking me to go back. I'm going to stay with you. <laughs> just honestly. <laughs> Let's just save us this conversation. <laughs> but we missed like, so much of the party and I felt so bad. And obviously I felt very betrayed by my heels. I don't know. One of the, That was one of those things where I was like, wow, thank you so much for staying with me. Like, that's that was so kind and so unnecessary. So I really appreciated that. Yeah, I think it's exciting to know that when you're an adult, you can still make such close friends. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think that, like, when they reach a certain age, they already have all their friends. Mm-hmm. Hashtag no new friends, all that. It is really powerful to see the value and quality of friendships that we've been able to create here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you were talking about how adult friendship, Hedgie, you were talking about how adult friendships don't have silliness in them. And you can still have that level of silliness no matter when you make that friend. Um, do you want to talk about that? I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you talking about how, was it a Jonathan Haidt class where you're talking about having play yes. in friendships? Yes, yes. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the context of friendship, although I think it helps in just that I think we as adults have, as was mentioned earlier, just facades we're trying to upkeep, but we are all very like children at heart. And my birthday is approaching and I was like, how am I in my late 20s already when I just feel like the elementary middle school hedgy like the very immature person that I thought I was that I just don't feel like I'm growing up and I think with stern friendships with like other friendships I think the professor the point that was being made was we've lost that element of play and just playfulness and fun in being able to just step out of our everyday normal intentional things where maybe you it's not that you want to like cross lines or do something that's terrible but in the confinements of what might be relatively acceptable just go and have fun be in that state of flow find the people who really make you be yourself and just 
revitalize that element of fun in your lives and that really does bring about a lot of happiness that is such a great spiel to end on but before we wrap up two things one if if any of you have anything else you want to share please jump in but two i do want recommendations for korean dramas that we can all watch (laughs) because i have heard so much about korean dramas from so many different friends i just haven't hopped on that train yet so maybe you can provide us a list and for anyone who's listening who's interested this is like a good place to start okay my two i only have two recommendations (laughs) i'll go first it's extraordinary attorney woo which is on netflix it's just like a, a serial like lawyer drama with the Korean drama element of it, which is very fun. And then the other one is called Something in the Rain, which just has food and it's romantic and it's more drama than comedy. But it's a very, she has beautiful clothes first. But then also it's just a cute drama about two people finding each other. And then there's like a slight age gap between them and how they do navigate that in like society. She's older than he is. But Extraordinary Attorney Wu and Something in the Rain, both really good watches on Netflix. Okay. I have an answer to your first question as well. I wasn't sure where to really bring this up, but I think something I've really appreciated about the people at Stern is they're willing to like we mentioned, like in the small moments, tell you how well you're doing. And I think oftentimes, I, maybe it's an element of us getting older, but we, and maybe it's because we have a lot of different priorities, everything's competing for our time, but I don't know if we really take the moments to actually show appreciation for that other person. And so even if it's like a very small comment at the end of a presentation, or maybe they notice something about the way you like let a meeting or whatnot. I think that intentionality and just the awareness of your surroundings and people around them that others have exhibited is something I've really appreciated about everyone at Stern. And so that was an element I wanted to bring up for like, and it's not even like, like big enough to remember it as an event. It's just these things that happen over time that gets collected. But that's something I was really, I've been really grateful for over my time at Stern. And secondly, Unia already took my recommendation. So <laughs> I also second Extraordinary Attorney Uyang Woo, a gateway drama that I personally haven't watched, but my roommate really recommends is called Crash Landing on You. It's where a very high profile Korean woman from South Korea somehow parachutes into North Korea, which it will not happen in real life. Um, but then, like, falls in love with this North Korean soldier. They come back and like they go through this whole revenge thing. Um, so that is one thing. If you're looking for something dramatic, I think that would be a good entryway drama. And then, if you're looking for something more of a day-to-day life, slower friendships. I recommend Hospital Playlist. It's a story among five doctors who came out of medical school together. They end up in the same hospital together and they just kind of do life. And it's given me hope for like what friendship could look like in the late 30s, early 40s. And so I do recommend that one as well. That is so awesome. I feel like maybe one day we'll do like a part two of this because I feel like when, when you were giving all your stories and everything I couldn't stop thinking about, all the instances I've had where people have given me positive feedback for something very small. 
And then the Korean dramas, I will definitely have to look into. I'm super excited. All right. Well, this was great. Thank you for... This is a great prompt to think about and just reflect, especially as we are at the end of the year. I know. End of the year. So thank you all so much for joining this conversation. I feel like this has been so fun. And whoever is listening to this, you should listen to all the other Stern Chats episodes that you haven't listened to yet. All right. Thank you. Thank you.